we need to, as gospel coaches, dig deeper. We, we need to be the kind of coaches that are asking questions that no one else would ask. Welcome to the Gospel Coach Podcast. We're here to remind, refresh, resource, and re-engage with gospel coaches all around the globe. Glad you can join us. I'm your host, Jim Moon Jr., and I'm here today with the pioneer of gospel coaching, Dr. Tom Wood. He's the founder and president of CMM, where for 15 years, he's been training gospel coaches in the cross-conversation model. It has spread from Atlanta to every continent. Our goal in these podcasts is to empower you, the gospel coach, in your ongoing coaching of other leaders. We'll give you examples of what we've learned over the years and invite different guest coaches to share what they've learned through coaching to advance the gospel with their coachees. So whether you're in the U.S., Canada, England, Scotland, or Cuba, South Africa, India, Australia, Malaysia, Nigeria, or Germany, or any other nation, let's get started cross-pollinating ideas and insights in gospel coaching. We'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to send us a note at gospelcoachnetwork at gmail.com with questions and comments. Hey, Tom, how are you today? I'm well, Jim. Good to see you. Man, it's uh, just listening to that intro all over the world. That's an amazing thing, isn't it? It's kind of crazy. <laughs> Who'd have to ever think guessed? About. Yeah, yeah. Well, in today's podcast, I want to jump right into something. What practices can you put into place where you have zero leaders leave your ministry? That's really where I want to get to. The last two years have been tough for pastors and church planters. There's been. Uh, of course, the pandemic, there's been unprecedented strain for pastors and church planters. In the U.S., we've had racial and political unrest on top of the pandemic. And as we know, many churches have become hotbeds of schism and rancor over how to deal as a church with race and justice issues on top of a pandemic and closures. So how did our gospel coaches do with their coaches, Tom? Jim, that's such a great question. I, I was a bit concerned earlier by some of the statistics that I was reading that uh, early on they said two-thirds of pastors were going to leave their churches and leave the ministry. But a recent LifeWay poll indicated it's really unchanged since before the pandemic and refutes that two-thirds number. So I don't think it will become a reality, perhaps with one difference. 63% of senior pastors said they feel frequently overwhelmed now. Wow. That number's jumped from uh, six years ago when it was like 54%. It has. The study found that uh, almost one in five pastors say they seriously considered leaving the ministry a few times or more in the past 12 months. Maybe that's where that two-thirds number was coming from. But a recent Barna uh, surveys found that 38% of the pastors, that's almost, uh, well, that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. That's uh, too many. And it's a jump from 29% that, that have given real consideration to quitting full-time ministry within this past year. Hmm. So that's a concern. And I think that it's something that's a reality that's still in the plates, yet to be discernible whether or not that will actually happen, uh, will happen. But uh, it is something that we need to keep our our eye on. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you were talking in staff meeting a couple of weeks ago with all the guys that, and women that coach with us. And you asked the question, how many of the people we're coaching 
uh, were considering leaving the ministry? We know everybody struggled, but how many were considering leaving the ministry? Yeah, we, and we discovered that it was zero. Yeah. What a great number for us to hear, right, from the people that, are, that we're working with. It was zero. Um, and, of course, I'm, we have great coaches, don't we? we? Do. I mean, we have extremely gifted coaches, very professional in the way they, they deal with leaders. Um, but the magic number of zero wasn't because of their great coaches, I, I don't believe. What do you attribute it to? Well, I think it's because of the kind of coaching that we're doing. Specifically, we're applying and and utilizing uh, grace renewing dynamics uh, in the coaching relationship that really equipped most of the leaders or all the leaders to deal with the strains and the stresses that you just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, of the guys that I coach, you know, upwards of yeah, I was going to say all. Maybe there's one or two that didn't have a really really difficult time over the course of the last two years, but it's been a crisis point in many ways, um, as those numbers indicate, but I see it with the guys that I coach. Yeah. yeah. Well, 100% said it was, of our coaches said, the people they're coaching said it was the hardest year they've ever <laughs> yeah. been through. Right, that, right. That remained unchanged, yeah. right? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Hardest year they've ever had in ministry, uh, without question. Um but yeah, that's an amazing, it's an amazing uh, statistic for us and really uh, a sense of, of a reality that, that helped, us, helped me see the power of the kind of coaching that we've equipped uh, the people that have gone through our training and gone through it. The, the kind of co- uh, coaching that they've received is significantly different than other kinds of um, mechanically driven or... Uh, the kind of coaching that is thematic, um, what we do and what we train people in is is radically different. Yeah. And there, there are methodological approaches to coaching that I'm sure could have helped somebody through a stressful time like we've had. Yeah, sure. And, and maybe have sustained them to some degree or the other uh, using a certain methodology, um, but not over the life, I don't think over the long haul of life. Yeah. Kind of purely methodological approach help transform people. Yeah. Yeah. I've had several guys that I've talked to have said, yeah, this is, this has been an amazing season of growth for me, despite the fact that it's been so difficult. And it, and it really speaks to how gospel coaching is, uh, it's good to sustain people in ministry, but it also has like a crisis component that when somebody is in a crisis and they are in a regular meeting with their coach and it comes up or they call in, like it really is powerful in their life. I had uh, one guy uh, just recently um, told me, oh, so so this is, this is what a normal gospel coaching session is like. <laughs> because we had so many sessions where it was crisis after crisis after crisis, um, he had extended family issues. He had staffing changes. He had the back and forth between in-person and online. He had government restrictions to deal with, as well as the pandemic and just his own health and everybody else's health around him that he just didn't even really know what gospel coaching is in a normal sense. Um, but I, I think it's, it, it speaks to how we train people to be ready for those crises. So after all of that was over, all of those emergency kind of uh, 
uh, emergency room dealing kind of sessions. Uh, we're now out of the emergency room. We're now a fellow patient in the same hospital with them. And, and so what was the change? What was the difference in your coach? He said it was a different coaching situation. This is how it works in a regular session. Yeah, this, you know, recently we're just talking about uh, planning for a staff planning uh, day away, you know, like, oh, well, that's like a normal thing that I expected to talk about two years ago when I got involved with you as my gospel coach. But, uh, man, I, you know, it's, it's like this pretty much if, if somebody calls, I don't know how you handle it. I'll, I'll share how I handle it. When somebody calls and there's a crisis, um, you know, th- there are just a few things that I do. And I think it's probably standard operating procedure for any pastor who's pretty well trained is you just ask, okay, so what happened? What's going on? Listen, you know, react, be empathetic, and then, you know, get to prayer, you know? stress so much, the last S of cross is supplication and spirit. And so we go right to prayer as soon as possible, just to kind of, to get us settled. And then, you know, the thing that we train other people to do, that you trained me to do, that you've done with me in my own crises, um, what we call gospel 3D, or um, just to ask them, like, what is it about Jesus' completed work his life, death, burial, resurrection, and currently his intercession for us. What is it about Jesus that you need to believe more deeply in? And as he answers those, it's not just the one guy, it's every time. As the guy answers that question, he starts to preach the gospel truth to himself. And then, you know, it's important to to ask, all right, what is it that you're making more important than Jesus right now? What do you need to turn from or repent from? And then I, I, my practice is just to say, all right, well, let's just turn that right into a prayer. You know, we've been talking about Jesus. You just start praying. You get started, and I'll pile on afterwards. And uh, by the time we finish that season of prayer, he has a, got a little bit clearer mind. Things are still really, really hard. But his heart and mind is set on Jesus. Today, it's time to remind yourself of the grace-renewing dynamics at the heart of gospel coaching. Tom's new book, Vital Grace, Getting Everything for Nothing, is the expanded teaching of the core of the coaching you received in your foundations class when you trained to become a gospel coach. David Whitehead, Senior Director and Urban Gospel Coaching Trainer with City to City New York, wrote, This book is a winner and needs to be read by anyone who is serious about going deeper in their walk with Christ. Dr. Bill Sims, Korean Ministries Coordinator for Mission in North America, who recently completed all the pieces of gospel coach training, said, Vital Grace is like a defibrillator, awakening us to experience a radical outpouring of God's grace. Vital Grace, Getting Everything for Nothing by Tom Wood is now available at Amazon.com. Get your copies today, one for you and one for your coachees, so they are saturated in gospel renewal. So what's the difference between um, that and uh, and somebody that's doing um, biblical counseling or pastoral counseling? helping somebody see Jesus. I mean, you're supposed to be coaching a pastor and dealing with the strategy of uh, having a, 
having a session with his team for strategic planning. Yeah. And you're telling them, well, you got to go look at Jesus. Is there more to it than than just you got to look at Jesus? Or uh, yeah, I'm just thinking in the moment of those crises, particularly when they're unexpected, and they, they trust me enough to give me a call and say, I really need to talk to you right now. Uh, let's get let's get to the nitty gritty. Have Jim, have you ever experienced a crisis in oh. which you needed a gospel coach? Oh, Tom, I experience crises all the time, and I still have a gospel coach. <laughs> And you're, this is a whole other podcast, okay. Jim's story, where I needed you to walk me through all of this uh, and my need for Jesus in the crisis of uh, planting a church. But yeah, we'll do that another. But I podcast. did want our, I do, I do want those that are listening to realize that this is not theory. We're not just teaching this. We're actually no. living this ourselves, right? No, it's the whole reason why I uh, joined CMM and started gospel coaching. Yeah. Because it really, for me, was so radically transformative to be set free from that thing that I was making more important than Jesus right? in order to really set my heart on Him. And, you know, I still forget to do that. I need to be reminded. And that's why I still have a gospel coach. But, yeah, it's not just a methodology. It's, yeah, I'm not a counselor, so I don't know exactly what counselors do. But you were a pastor once. I was a pastor. I still am a pastor. Um I'm a pastor to pastors now. Um, yeah, I think there's more asking questions and looking at things on on their uh, radar screen, like what are they looking at and asking them questions to help them get to the issue that's that they see that's in front of them more than me just telling them what I think they ought to do in response to a crisis. I'm letting the Holy Spirit lead them through asking questions that really get at the heart of the matter. Yeah. Well, that, that, uh, let, let me offer then a principle of gospel coaching, I think, that comes out of what you're saying, and that is that, that quality questions lead to quality answers, don't they? Yeah. That we need to, as gospel coaches, dig deeper. We, we need to be the kind of coaches that are asking questions that no one else would ask. Um, another way to put it is that, that heart-oriented questions getting to the motivational structures and character issues, they they draw out of people heart-oriented answers, don't they? Yeah. So when we're asking heart kinds of questions, we're asking the questions that nobody else would dare ask somebody. Um, we usually get, we normally get, if you've built the trusted kind of relationship you want to have, you get hard heart-oriented uh, answers. Um we're, we're looking as gospel coaches to find the goal beneath the goal. In other words, what are they really after? Whether it's, uh, no matter what the presenting issue is, no matter what it is, we've always say, no matter, no matter what we're coaching in, there's always a heart component related to whatever that is. Right. So we want them to be successful in strategic planning or in dealing with this crisis or in handling this conflict. That's very important and very critical, but we want to dig deeper and uh, we want to find what it is they're really after. Are they really after in the course of this, as we say in the training? And you remember now, if you're a gospel coach, you've been through foundations. You remember we talked about are, what, what are those hidden source idols that people are really living for? Yeah. And so are they trying to find a solution to their crisis as a way of regaining a comfort that they've lost? Or there's an insecurity to their position? Um, 
or, or a lack of, of approval, whether it's self-approval or they're looking and longing for the, they, they feel the disapproval of other people. And so this crisis has now created this angst within them. So asking heart-oriented questions will really draw out the kinds of heart-oriented answers that will help them find transformation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing that when you put it in place, you have zero leaders leave your ministry. That's right. Yeah. That's what we're aiming for. That gets at why CMM exists, right? We want to come alongside pastors and church planters and be that listening ear that's outside of their supervisory structure where they can be really honest with what's going on. Yeah, we've said this before to one another. I'm not sure if we've ever really said it. It's not in any of our training stuff, but really gospel coaching is not about getting people information. It's about transformation. That's really the heart of, of what this is about. So if you're a gospel coach, um, we want to quickly remind you and, and uh, review for you. And as Jim said at the beginning, we're here to re-engage you with this gospel process and to refresh you and to remind you. Um, if you're coaching, you need to remember to ask, ask the question nobody else is willing to ask. Yeah. And see how deep you can get in helping transformation occur through the work of the Spirit in, in your coachee's life. Thank you for joining us. Remember, we'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment or a story to share, send us a note via gospelcoachnetwork at gmail.com. <laughs>